0: Hello and welcome to Saskatchewan Matters from Martin Charlton Communications. This is episode three of the most influential podcast to come out of the Saskatchewan business community. My name's Dan Gold, and on each episode, Paul Martin, business commentator and chair of Martin Charlton Communications, brings us the stories behind the headlines and explains why each story matters to you. With a fresh cup of coffee in my Saskatchewan Rough Riders mug, it's time to check in with Paul. Hi, Paul. Hey, Dan. I'm intrigued with so much in the news about investment. And Saskatchewan really being a mover and shaker at the moment, and continuing to be so. What's causing this?
1: Well, you know, there's two things at play here, and one is uh, we we saw the first signals of this back in January. There was a uh, piece written by the economists at uh, J.P. Morgan Chase in New York, where they forecast that North America or the world was entering uh, a super cycle for commodities. Now, they said that you usually get uh, four super cycles uh, over 100 years and that this was the second super cycle to come, and it was back-to-back. So what we saw in that period of uh, 2004 to 2014 that was dubbed Saskaboom, uh, we probably should expect to see again. And uh, I've dubbed it Saskaboom 2.0, and that we're already in it. And you see uh, that it is driven largely by investment. and That is the point uh, that I want to really talk about, is that there are two kinds of economic growth. And uh, for those who are in business, they will understand it's the, the two forms or the two aspects of your financial statement. So on one side, you have the income statement, which says how much came in, how much went out, and is there a profit or a loss? Then there's the balance sheet, which is what from the income statement sticks to the company. It's the net worth. It's the uh, uh, the profit then flows over to the balance sheet. Most entrepreneurs are, of course, uh, very competitive and uh, like think like you know, a hockey game or a football game—they go right to the final score. That's—they go immediately to the income statement. But interestingly, accountants will always go to the balance sheet first because they know that represents, uh, you know, much more uh, in the in terms of measuring the health of an organization. So, what we are experiencing is a balance sheet economic growth uh, piece. It is driven by what happens on the income statement. So that's driven by rising commodity prices. So, what we've seen, you know, last week, for example. Flax touched $30 a bushel. I mean, that's an unheard of number. Uh, Grain prices right across the board are very high. Wheat's 20 bucks, uh, north of 20 for canola. Yes, it comes at a time when we've had a very weak crop in Saskatchewan. And um, farmers I'm talking to are saying we didn't have very much volume and not very much quality, but it's being made up for with price and crop insurance. So the ag community will carry through this year, but we're also seeing seventy-dollar oil. We saw the price of uranium go up twenty percent in the last since basically a month. Uh, remarkable uh, activity. Potash prices are now at four hundred bucks, and we're seeing right across the piece strength in commodities. Now, one of those that earlier this year, in particular, really took a rocket ride was lumber. And uh, everybody knows about that. Uh, You know, they've backed off a lot since uh, the summer peak. But that activity is not a a blip. There is going to be construction demand for quite some period to come. Look at the federal election campaign. Housing is uh, and affordability are key issues that really is only going to be answered with one thing and one thing alone, despite what the politicians tell you. It's going to be about supply. When we have more housing built, the price will come down they'll be more competitive. And that needs lumber. So what we've seen happen just last week was Saskatchewan got, uh, there was the provincial government allocated four, uh, made four allocations of timber, uh, the rights to timber. And uh, companies responded by, we're going to get, see a new OSB mill at Prince Albert. That's worth a quarter of a billion dollars. And after being shuttered for 15 years, the PA pulp mills being reopened its current owner has said uh, they will put 550 million dollars into it and they will get it back into production so it was built in 1968 and was always one of the big projects industrial or uh, projects in the province it went till 2005 and was closed now it's being reopened that will tell you the strength of the commodity cycle and uh, that they suspect that uh, they're projecting or they're indicating that that project alone will support uh, 6,000 jobs, not all of them in the plant. Uh, that includes those that are extracting wood from the forest and what have you. But uh, you know, between that and the other uh, OSB mill is probably in the neighborhood of 8,000 jobs that are uh, going to be sparked. And all of that will fall into Prince Albert. And there were a couple other ones. Uh, Dunkley's got a uh, $100 million expansion going at Carrot River. Uh, generally speaking, you're, uh, you know, you're seeing significant investment and that was just over a two-day period. Uh, I might add that there are a significant number of First Nations involved in the uh, the OSB project as well. Uh, Montreal Lake, uh, Wapaton Big River, Metal Lake Tribal Council are all going to be partners in that project. So we're seeing really quite a lot of diversification in terms of the ownership base but the inflow of capital and this really is uh, significant because it is a balance sheet thing which is what i'm talking about in that once that money is spent you really you change the value of the provincial economy but you don't un- undo it ever you, as i like to say you don't ever unbuild a mine once it's here it's here And uh, So the benefits will go there long-term and really doesn't matter what the prices uh, happen after that. Prices will go up and down, but the project will stay there for a long time and the jobs uh, tend to hang around as well.
0: When we look at the people who are required to be able to support these really significant projects, what can we do as a province to really invest in the future of uh, the people, the people to, to work at these facilities, and then from one step down the road from that, from the supplier point of view, and the people within that community, what can we do to ensure that there is a support system?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. And uh, there is a saying in economic development circles that people follow opportunity. So as investment starts to flow in, you will see about an 18-month lag time. Uh, But then the population begins to move and it starts to grow as well. We saw this in Saskaboom 1.0. The investment capital started to flow in 2004 population didn't start moving until 2006. So really, if you stop and think about it, it's probably not that complex, but you get an economy that's taking off. People who are in other jurisdictions that aren't quite as hot, for example, it takes a period of time for them to A, recognize, oh, Saskatchewan's the hot place to be. B, I got to sell my house in Ontario or wherever I am and then relocate. That takes some time. So we're going to see, in my estimation, probably late 2022, mid-2023, you're going to start to see the population rise. Then that will bring with it a whole string of new needs to serve a growing population base. Institutional activity, you'll see new schools. You'll see subdivisions get created in the major communities as new housing gets built to accommodate the people that are moving in. Then you need retail to expand to service that area. And you will also at the same time see in the more commercial side, businesses that will need more space in order to service these new players that are coming in. So think in Saskaboom 1.0, we saw about $30 billion worth of capital flow into, for example, the potash industry. Well, we've now seen the Janssen announcement that's going to be $7.5 billion. Uh, which uh, probably six of it will be spent in Saskatchewan. You're going to see these companies that come here to do that work are going to need to grow. And if you look at, for example, the north end of Regina, the north end of Saskatoon, you saw significant growth in the last 15 years. Probably going to see those spaces. If there is excess built, they will be filled up. Probably some new ones built. And, And one thing that I would put a little forecast on that we haven't seen is we've added in the last 15 years, for example, or 20 years, uh, 15% of the population of Saskatchewan, but not added one tertiary care hospital bed. So my guess is that the hospitals in the two major cities, at least one of them is going to have to be expanded if we do another population run. So that really speaks down to what you were asking about is that institutional stuff will flow. So you will see the education systems will grow, uh, particularly on the technical side. I, my guess is as Paulie will have, probably have to expand. And uh, you will see the school systems expand. You will see service and supply sector that make this a better place to live. And with that comes really unexpected sorts of benefits where you will see uh, the arts community grow. Uh, you'll see, uh, and, and look what happened after the last go around. You know, the Remy Art Center and uh, uh, Gallery in Saskatoon is a really good example of what happened as a result okay. of the last population increase. So, uh, you know, that it generally is just all about community building, but it starts first with investment. And there's a big, big message delivered here. If investment capital is flowing in, and we've seen in the last, uh, say, two months, three months, in the neighborhood of uh, of $10 billion or maybe more of announcements for Saskatchewan. That's a remarkable thing to happen in just three or four months. We've had the four canola crushing plants at Redleaf with its uh, fiber extraction plant at Regina, You've now got these forestry uh, projects being done in northern Saskatchewan. Uh, you're seeing also the Jansen potash mine. I mean, these are very significant, and I suspect they're only the tip of the iceberg. We're going to see a lot more of this going forward.
0: Paul, once again, thank you so much for your time. In The insights that you provide really do give a context to the stories and the headlines that we see, and that is the purpose of Of this very podcast Paul, thank you Not at all, take care Thank you for taking the time To listen to Saskatchewan Matters From Martin Charlton Communications Please tell others So that they can access the insights That power Saskatchewan